This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love, like those perfect portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. And how emojis now turn every FaceTime with the kids into fun time. <laughs> In fact, the only thing you'll love more than your iPhone XR is getting it included in the price when you get an unlimited plan. That's right. Get both unlimited and iPhone XR included for just 40 bucks a month. Sure, you can get unlimited somewhere else. But for the same price at T-Mobile, you get unlimited and iPhone XR. Join today and get iPhone XR included with your unlimited plan for just 40 bucks a line for four new lines. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. $30 for essentials plus $10 for iPhone XR with auto pay and qualifying trade-ins via 36 bill credits. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using more than 50 gigs per month. Video at 480p for well-qualified buyers plus taxes and fees. Contact us before canceling or remaining balances due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. Zero down plus $20.84 per month for 36 months. Full price $749.99, 0% APR. Welcome back to another episode of the Hardwood Knocks. This is Adam Frommel here with Andy Bailey. Dan is still on vacation. So we are going to continue on with sort of a lighthearted episode. And I want to emphasize from the very beginning that we would love for a ton of people to share their answers on Twitter with us, at Hardwood Knocks is the handle. So we're going to be talking about jerseys today, uh, specifically the, the five new uniform designs that are going to be put into play for the 2015-16 season. We're also going to talk about our favorite jerseys and least favorite jerseys of all time in NBA history. So we really want to hear from you guys about what you think of these new ones, what your favorites are, what your least favorites are. So please, please, please make a note to do that. So the, the, first, the first change, and we'll just go alphabetically here, is the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they rebranded recently to bring skydiving. This is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? Parachutes. Woo! Switch to Metro and get an amazing iPhone 6S for only 49 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. Phone offer requires port-in of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Bring back that Pac-Man logo, and now they're apparently rebranding again. Uh, they, they want to include neon for some reason um, in the, the home, the away, and the alternate jerseys. I don't really get it. So, Andy, are you buying or selling these, these, this change? I'm selling this one as quickly as I possibly can. You mentioned the neon. I don't, really, I don't understand why. I, neon was kind of popular on basketball shoes maybe a couple years ago. I don't know if it still is. I'm not very hip. Um, but the neon on these Atlanta Hawks jerseys just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It's like an homage to the, the 1970s one, but 
Like that's this is the first time neon has been used in these Hawks uniforms since then. Since like Pistol Pete played for the Hawks, it's, it's like one foot in, one foot out. Like our our homage is the neon numbers, but we're sticking with everything else, uh, just the way that it was last year. It's just kind of odd to me. Yeah, I'm I'm totally selling this one as well. They uh, have something and- kind of like some kind of weird pattern now on the on the behind the numbers and the and the city name now too don't they yeah it's like it's all the, the base of all the jerseys is going to be checkered now which is kind of a cool effect if you're like Oregon playing college football <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if it works for the hawks it's it seems very busy generally and then the neon just it's like screaming at me and i yeah. just i'm not a I, fan I'm not either. I, it's kind of been growing on me, and I think that's because I'm a Hawks fan and I want it to. <laughs> I, I seriously think that's the only reason. It's just they're, they're trying to do too much. I'm all for Homer goggles, so I hope that you love these jerseys by the end of the season. If they win 60 games again, I will love these <laughs> But like, that's the thing. You're coming off the most successful season in franchise history up until the playoff disaster. Why do you want to mess it's, with the mojo? It's a roll of the dice. It's ridiculous. Big, big roll of the dice. Unfortunately, it seems like they're loaded. So it seems we're, we're both selling the Hawks. I think we're both selling the Clippers as well. This one is its so bad to me. And the, the outcry on Twitter and everywhere else when these came out was very justified in my mind. I don't know if you saw the comparisons between this logo and like the EA Sports logo. <laughs> its It just... It's so weird to me. There's nothing... One thing that I think is cool about jerseys is when there's some sort of cool connection between the logo and the name of the team. And this one doesn't have anything like there's there's nothing resembling a clipper or a clipper ship. Not at all. I mean, honestly, like I would love for whoever designed this uniform to admit that they didn't actually design it. And it was actually their third grade son who was using Photoshop because that's what it looks like to me. It's it's super simple. There's nothing to it. The text is like too blocky. I, not, this is my least favorite of all the changes. Well, it couldn't have been Photoshop because Balmer wouldn't possibly allow anything that's not a Microsoft product. That's a great point. I have no just... idea what the, the, the Microsoft equivalent <laughs> is, though. That's what I was going to ask. Is it just like the old paintbrush program? <laughs> it was on like Windows 3.1? Yeah, Microsoft Paint. I think that was, Microsoft that was Paint. the tool. That's that was what the it's tool called. Here. So that... I think we just uncovered something that maybe nobody else has. And that's what's wrong with these jerseys. They were created on Microsoft Paint. And what was wrong with the old ones? Again, like, I don't like making changes for the sake of making changes. The, the old one had only been in use since 2010-11. There's, like, there was it's not like it wasn't fresh anymore. You know what these new ones remind me of? Practice jerseys. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that. That's all I can see. I'm, I, I just pulled them up on Google and they have them all here. And I actually think if they wanted to make a change, I think they have black uniforms now. I think that would have been cool with the old scheme. Just add a black alternate. That would have Absolutely. done, that would have done if, enough to shake things up. Speaking of the Clippers, the, uh, the, the teal blue or not teal, the, the, the sky blue uh, alternates those, that they have with the sleeves. Those are I nice. think those are my favorite of the sleeve jerseys, which I generally don't like. I hate the sleeves. I would say if they had those jerseys without sleeves, I, those would be among my favorite in the league. Mm-hmm. Those ones are nice. Yeah, I totally agree. So definite sell on, on both the Clippers and the Hawks, right? So 
Yeah. Does that mean they're done with those old blue ones? Because they haven't seen anything like that with the I new. I have no idea. So they, they threw out their best uniform in favor of the Microsoft Paint Maybe. Era. Maybe. We're not sure yet, but they, they could be. <laughs> what if they just scrap it halfway through the season? <laughs> like, let's go back to the old ones. This isn't working. Just the ultimate admission of wrongdoing. <laughs> yeah. So the third change is from the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they drastically changed their logo. They're, they're getting away from the Christmas theme of years past and incorporating a lot more like tan gold tints. Uh, and their jerseys, I really like them. They're super simple, um, but they have like this paneling on the side that's a nice little effect, and everything about them looks clean. Totally agree. And I was actually thinking of the same word to describe uh, my thoughts on them. They're very clean, very simple. I, I love the way the color scheme works together, the tan and the, that new blue color they're kind of using. It's, like a, it's almost like a baby blue. On some of it, I think it, it works perfect, and the the navy or the dark green looks good on there too. I the, I, I don't have a single complaint about these jerseys. Yeah, I really don't either. Um, it's it's one of those cases where like simplicity is just perfect. Agreed, and I I love the new logos too. Yeah, I think that's automatically like one of the better logos in the league for me. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I would put it up there, and and it's not just the primary logo. I like the secondary logos too. There's one that's just the the outline of the state, which I think is pretty cool. the The primary logo with the buck is is really awesome. Very simple. Like I said earlier, I like when a logo incorporates the name of the team, and it I, I think that one does it very well. It's worth noting that Grantland Zach Lowe recently ranked all of the logos in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. Just another kind of midsummer project, kind of like what we're doing with this. And he had this Bucks new uh, new logo at number four, trailing only the Heat, Hornets, and and the Bulls. So that's a pretty big compliment, and I kind of agree with it. I would put it up near the top too. I would also say that I don't really get the like. Everybody's always fawning over the Bulls jerseys. I'm over it. It's just it's just that classic nature. My favorite Bulls jersey though are the script ones from the late '80s. Yeah, when they had the, the, the cursive Chicago, yeah, those I wish they would nice. bring those back more often. Yeah, I like those more than the ones that they do now. Yeah, so definite buy on the Bucks, and sure. that brings us to the Philadelphia 76ers. It's another pretty simple change. Uh, it's a pretty minimalistic jersey. Of course, they have to use red, white, and blue because they always have and they always will. So, what do you think about these ones? I love these ones too, and they actually they they had black and what was the other color when Iverson was there? Yeah, they had they had the black, and I think they had like a little bit of it was gold like a maroon, well. maybe. Yeah, yeah. But I I really like this new one. I'm a sucker for simplistic jerseys generally in all sports, and I think these ones are you know that there's a little bit going on down the sides, but for the most part, it's pretty clean up front. I actually think the Phila thing is kind of cool instead of Philadelphia. Uh, another thing I really like about the new one is the Ben Franklin logo which I would love to see used as much as possible. Um, it, seems, it seems very much like a throwback kind of logo to me, which is something that I generally like. So this is another one that I, I really can't nitpick. I, I like these a lot. You didn't mention my favorite part of them, though, which is the stars going along the sides. Yeah, uh, I'm a huge fan of those because it seems to be just sort of a, a throwback to Julius Irving because when he was in the ABA, he had those those. Uh, the, I think he was. It was the Nets jersey um, that had the stars down the side as well. So that's what I associate with that automatically, and makes me just like him even more. 
And it's cool how it plays. The stars play into the theme, you know, the 76ers, patriotic. It, and yep. it's, it's not overdone. So I think it's, it's cool. Yeah. Now, how about the Raptors? Because this is the one I'm the most iffy on. Uh, it's another simple change, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel quite as clean to me. And maybe it's just because there's more text with like Raptors written and kind of wrapped around. Yeah. I actually don't mind these either. Uh, I don't really know what change they made besides the font, really, and maybe a little bit of detail on the side. But mm-hmm. I, I don't mind it. I, I think it looks fine. It's not something that really jumps out at me. Uh, you know, makes me think, oh, I love those. But it's also not something that... So so maybe I'm kind of with you. I'm maybe iffy, but it's it's really not moving me one way or the other. Yeah, I guess I kind of feel the same way. I like the maple leaf on the waistband. Uh, that's a new addition. Um, but I kind of want to talk about their logo as well because it seems like everyone is like going European soccer style and like copying what the Brooklyn Nets did. And yeah, that's just like that's true. The, the circular logo. And I... I wish there was a bit more creativity there. Like you're the Raptors, you have you have <laughs> it, so much freedom yeah, for to sure. be creative here, and like that's what you cho- chose is like a basketball with claw marks on it. You know what was awesome is when the Raptors wore the throwbacks last season, the purple that actually had the dinosaur on there, and and those ones aren't. I know I've been saying that like simplistic is my thing for the most part, uh, but I really love those. Thank you for the absolutely perfect segue there because we also want to talk about historical uniforms. And I love those dinosaur Raptors jerseys. Whenever I'm like working on an article and I have to find a picture of somebody on the Raptors, I like kind of look, look for one of those just because they look so cool. That said, Dan, who is not with us today, says, quote, those old school Raptors ones were ugly as hell. <laughs> and lists those as his second least favorite of all time behind oh, wow. only the original Vancouver Grizzlies ones that had like the really blocky text on, on the teal background and the grizzlies on the shorts. I actually don't so, mind those either. I don't mind those, but I, I don't love them. So yeah. I'm curious what your least favorite are. We, we have that from Dan. Ooh. That's what we're trying to beat here. Least favorite. Um, so this might be kind of a boring answer because I know we're trying to get a little bit more historical at this point. But I I cannot find anything to like about these current Clippers jerseys that they just revealed. I know that might be a little bit of a cop-out, but as I'm kind of scouring the old jerseys here, and uh, just a plug for this website, sportslogos.net is really cool, guys, if you want to check this out. But I, I can't think of much that's worse than those old Clipper, than, than these current Clippers jerseys. For whatever reason, I'm kind of neurotic about symmetry. So I hate it when jerseys come out that are totally asymmetrical, which means that two kind of spring to mind. The, uh, the old school Pacers from the 1990s, I, I, I picture Reggie those. Miller in it, where they have like the, the, white, and, the white and yellow or white and gold on the, the road uniforms and the, the gold and blue on the, uh, on the home ones. I just I could never get behind those. But even worse for me is the, when the Heat try and go throwback and, and shout out the, the Miami Floridians, uh, they have like the the stripes on just one side, and the primary stripe color is pink. And sometimes they have like the orange stripe next to it. Pink and orange totally clash there. The whole thing looks horrid. I I can't even watch a game because I just get too frustrated with what's on my TV. I'm not a fan of those either. And I actually like those Pacers ones you mentioned. Are you talking about the one that has the stripe that kind of goes across and then down? It's yeah, it, it's like diagonal across. 
from the shoulder down to like the waist. Yeah. I love that. Just not a fan. <laughs> I it might have just been ball. because I love those Pacers teams, but yeah, I'm a fan of those. But I agree with you about the the those heat throwbacks. I don't I don't dig those at all. So again, we really want to hear from you guys what you what your least favorite jersey is of all time. You can give a couple like I did if you want to. So make sure you do that. Um, and then as for as for favorites, we want to hear that as well. And we also want to hear from Andy. Now this one I won't have a hard time picking one. I have a I have a lot of jerseys across the history of the NBA that I really like. The first one that popped into my head was the Hawks uniforms from the seventies, the the Pistol Pete Maravich era. With the lime green and the blue, um, like we said, they, these new Hawks ones maybe trying to pay some kind of homage to those old ones, but they're not—they're not pulling it off. I love those old those old blue and green ones. I'm sure you do too. You're a Hawks fan. Oh, absolutely! I have a Pistol Pete one hanging up in my wall. Perfect. I hope it says Pistol on the back too. It does. It does under the numbers too. Nice. Um, I like the Washington Bullets. Uh, the the old just red white and blue Washington bullets. I love the the Minneapolis Lakers as well as I think this was their first uniform when they moved to Los Angeles, but they kept it blue when they were the Los Angeles Lakers. At first, they had a blue and white uniforms, and it was kind of a light blue. Um, I'm a sucker for baby blue because I grew up a Tar Heels fan, and my high school was baby blue. So pretty much any uniform that has that is is uh, going after my heart man i could sit here and like list jerseys that i love for hours um yeah I, that's <laughs> that's like one of the things that i collect i probably have like 40 or 50 in my closet right now um i get yelled at for taking up too much space all the time <laughs> uh, but probably the two that stand out the most to me uh the denver nuggets from the late 80s uh when they had that the pixelated mountains with the rainbow stripes running across the chest so unique I know some people, it's one of those that you either hate or you love. And for me, I absolutely love them. I love and those pretty, too. Pretty similar are the Utah Jazz ones from the 90s when they also had the mountains uh, across the chest. And then they had like the, the mountain on one side of the shorts, which goes across, against my symmetry rules, I guess. <laughs> um, but those look sweet, especially the road one when they had the purple base. You know what else is cool? I just pulled up the Nuggets because you mentioned them, and I love that that the, the old Skyline one too. The one bef- from right before that is awesome. The little Nugget Miner. <laughs> yeah, that was the original ABA logo. Oh, that's great. The ABA yeah. in general had some really good stuff. Yeah, it was all about the flair. Exactly. It was all about the flair then, so of course they were going to have great jerseys. I but like- yeah, I mean... I was Go gonna say another one that jumps out to me. I really like the old Charlotte Hornets, like the Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson era. I just remember loving those as a kid. Which is interesting because that is actually Dan's favorite. Oh, <laughs> the one that he specifically shouted out to me. He actually, I mean, this is how dedicated Dan is to the podcast. He took the time away from his vacation to tell us his favorite and least favorite jerseys of all time. <laughs> so go Dan. But uh, his his two favorites are the teal and purple Hornets ones from the nineties. And then the old school pinstriped magic ones that Shaq wore so well. Those were nice uh, too. Yeah, I'm great. Anytime you can incorporate pinstripes. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised I didn't think of those. I love the Shaq and Penny era magic and jer- like Jersey's team, everything. Yeah. So we could talk about this all day, but we're not going to. And that makes me sad, which means that it's time for... Bacon! Bacon! Where's the bacon? I smell bacon! It's bacon! Bacon! Gotta be bacon! Only one thing smells like bacon! That's bacon! 
That's right. It's time for everybody's favorite segment, What Burns My Bacon. And today it is Andy telling us what has him a little bit hot under the collar. Yeah, so what was kind of burning my bacon, uh, this may be a week old by the time this airs, but I'm sure you'll all remember that Stephen A. Smith uh, for ESPN said that Kevin Durant had made the Lakers his number one priority uh, for when he's a free agent. And of course, it took off like wildfire. There's a ton of outlets on the internet now that will run with any story. Everybody basically does the same thing. They take the quote, they plug it into a 250-word story, and they publish it and try to get as many retweets, as many clicks as they can. And it just became this huge thing for a couple days. Kevin Durant's going to be a Laker. Lakers fans, I'm sure, were giddy with excitement. But this happens all the time that these stories blow up before there's really... (laughs) any merit to them and and no offense to Stephen A Smith he's been in the industry for a long time and he's he's proven to be a good reporter on a lot of things but there was really nothing backing this up and then Kevin Durant comes out a day or two later and says I don't talk to Stephen A Smith none of my family talks to Stephen A Smith and none of my friends talk to Stephen A Smith so he just completely refuted it um now I I don't know if you know maybe there is a small chance that Kevin Durant's lying about that um, but I take him at his word. And this is maybe more of a comment of just like sports reporting in general now. It's just like a rat race to see who can get, um, you know, who can get the most traffic on their website from this story that came out somewhere else. And I think every outlet is as guilty of it as, as any. So I don't think there's any way to change it. So it's it maybe it's pointless for me to rant about it. I don't I don't see it ever changing. It's probably just going to get worse as time goes on and technology becomes more and more prevalent. But uh, it was burning my bacon. As as a quick editorial note, I will say that uh, like an hour ago uh, from when we were recording this, Stephen A. Smith did send out a long message on Twitter saying oh. regarding KD Trey Five and his negative comments about me. Let me say this: at no time did I ever say I spoke to KD or his family. Uh, blah 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 blah. He's, he's basically saying that, that he heard from, from, quote, folks I know in a league I've been covering for 19 years that if he were to leave, those were the cities that he was going to consider, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think Andy's point still totally stands um, and the general theme as well. Um, but it's such a he said, she said thing. And it's, it's so hard to take sides. And, you know, Durant's going to deny anything that happened and Smith's going to stand by his report. Yeah. Just as like we saw Chris Broussard do. When he had the, the misinformation the about Mark Cuban, uh, Mark Cuban driving around during oh the DeAndre gosh. Jordan saga. Like, I think, yeah, I totally agree that it's, it's kind of problematic that, you know, it, uh, 10 years ago, right, like, we, neither of us were working in the industry, but the online presence wasn't as big. So you had overnight to get these stories in, mm-hmm. and there wasn't as much of a race to be first. And now, like, Twitter has made it so easy to, like, I know we watch Adam Schefter on the screen and he's like tweeting during a show. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't I, personally, I don't understand the need to be absolutely first, but it drives some people. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think that's what it is. They, everybody just wants to be first and kind of piggybacking on this whole discussion. Is there any sport whose free agency generates as much insanity as the NBA? No way. <laughs> And I don't know if it's maybe just because we're so immersed in it and when we look at and we, we're 
constantly trying to figure out where people are going because we write about the NBA, we talk about the NBA. I I don't think any other sport is as crazy with free agency. No, I, I totally agree with you, and I'm not entirely sure what makes it that way, uh, just because I'm not as well-versed in the nuances of free agency and other sports. Uh, but it, it is. It's a crazy season. A lot of crazy things happen. I mean, we every year it seems like we see something that hasn't really happened before. Last year it was Greg Monroe taking the qualifying offer and making him probably the best player ever to go down that route. Yeah. Now it's Tristan Thompson. You know, like I learned this morning um, that you could just have a qualifying offer expire. And, you know, I had to let it know that either to see what that meant and what happened next. So because there are so many ridiculous nuances to it and because so many, so many big name players in a sport where there's only eight or nine players in, in a lot of rotations are on the market. Uh, it just, it, it's a breeding ground for insanity. I think I never thought of that, but I think that last point you made could be a big part of it. Everybody's so visible in the NBA. Because it's you know it's a compact team and everybody's faces you know they're not wearing helmets like NFL players. I can't imagine any other sport having a story like the DeAndre Jordan. So, no. no, and we may never see that in the NBA again either. That was yeah, wild. I think that's doubtful. Yeah. Anyway, this episode was a lot of fun. We we talked about our favorite jerseys, our least favorite jerseys. We talked about the new jerseys this season. And like Adam said a couple times uh, over the course of the episode, we'd really love to hear what you guys think about that. Um, of course, we'll tweet out the link to this episode so you can respond to that or just, you know, tweet at us in general. Adam is at Frommel09, F-R-O-M-A-L-09. Dan, who was with us uh, digitally in a sense today, he's at Dan Favale, F-A-V-A-L-E. I'm at Andrew D. Bailey. And of course, the handle for the, the show itself that all three of us run is at Hardwood Knox. If you listen to us on iTunes, uh, make sure to subscribe and give us a rating there. If you listen to us on Stitcher, make sure to make us one of your favorites. Uh, we really appreciate you guys, as always. And, you know, what would an episode of Hardwood Knox be without? Shout out to Bino Udri. Skydiving. This is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? parachutes switch to metro and get an amazing iphone 6s for only 49 bucks metro by t-mobile phone offer requires port end of number not currently active on t-mobile network or active on metro in past 90 days see store for details and terms and conditions skydiving this is amazing yeah but you know what else is amazing an iphone 6s for just 49 bucks at metro really imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera i'm switching that's smart you know what else is smart parachutes switch to metro and get an amazing iphone 6s for only 49 bucks metro by t-mobile phone offer requires port end of number not currently active on t-mobile network or active on metro in past 90 days see store for details and terms and conditions for the ones standing guard for the eagle-eyed for the knights in shining armor and for all those who support them we are granger your experienced safety partner offering supplies and solutions for every industry Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com/safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.